1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons from beauty products to boxed water. There are more opportunities to go paper than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
3: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on vSend, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Stormy. It's My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN the sports betting network so i guess today i'm your guy in the desert keeping an eye on the day games in major league baseball three games in progress and we will take a look at the night slate as well we got a little action on the line right now in philadelphia the nationals taking on the phillies and we're on the phillies in every which way possible i got phillies in the first five laying a half a run which doesn't look great right now. They're down two nothing, but it's only the top of the third inning. Got the Phillies on the run line, minus a run and a half of this game at a little plus money value. And uh, I even took the Phillies in the first five innings to score over two and a half runs. And why do I like all of this? And why do I still like all of this, even though this team is down two nothing? Well, a little bit of un you know bad luck. You want to call it in the first inning, second and third with nobody out, and the Phillies did not score a run, which according to the run expectancy matrix, runners on second and third with nobody out in Major League Baseball score over 85% of the time. And that doesn't mean that both runs score or 10 runs score. It just means that you are going to score at least a run over 85% of the time. It's only, I believe, 14 point uh seven percent of the time that no runs are scored in that situation. But the reason why I liked it is because it was a complete fade of Nationals pitcher Yohan Adone. Adone gets recalled from triple A to get the start today for the Nationals. The Nats are oh twelve and one in the first 5 innings with Adone on the hill. They're one in 10 straight up with him on the hill and 11 of those 12 losses have been by more than one run. Yoan Adone was my favorite fade this entire baseball season. It started on I believe April 7th or 9th, whatever his first start of the season was against the Mets and he lost that game and I have bet against him every single game this season. I have lost just one time when he pitched really well against the Arizona Diamondbacks and got a win in his third major league start. But we have been cashing in on Joanna Doan. If you bet against the Nationals in the first five innings, or actually if you bet on the Nationals in the first five innings in each one of his starts, you are down $1,200. Now, the one thing that I did not uh, account for in this uh, situation was Bailey Falter for the Phillies Really faltering. Yeah, that that was a cheesy pun. I'd like to take that back. Uh, Bailey has not been good in these first couple of innings. He's been hit. He walked the bases loaded in the first inning. And the Nationals do have a 2-0 lead in the top of the third and are threatening with a runner on second base. But the Phillies put two runners on in the first, one runner on in the second, have failed to come through with a big hit and it's still early. Plenty of at-bats left in this game. Other games in progress in Major League Baseball, the Royals and the Astros are in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Houston is looking to pour it on. They have a 4-2 lead over the Royals. Heavy, and I mean heavy, favorites in this game. Prior to the game, the Astros went off at well over minus 300 favorites, minus 350 favorites. Now, why would that be the case? Well, the Astros have a guy who is very likely going to be one of the top two finalists for the American League Cy Young on the Hill in Justin Verlander, while the Royals were pitching Chris Bubik, who was really a fade for a majority of This season, Verlander throws six innings, allows two runs on seven hits. He strikes out eight. He walks two. Uh, The Astros were able to scratch three runs across on Bubik. They actually took a 3-2 lead in the bottom of the fifth inning. So if you laid the half a run with the Houston Astros in the first five innings, which was probably the way that I would have leaned in this start, it was still massively juiced. And maybe a little too juicy, but I can see people wanting to lay the juice and go with an Astros run line, which right now it looks like they're going to cover. And the Astros in the first five innings on the half a run, they scored three runs in the bottom of the fifth to cover that first five. And then uh, have added two more here in the bottom of the eighth. So they lead 5-2. As uh, you were worried about covering the run line, I think right now you are not worried about covering that run line. One game has gone final. The Pirates with a 4-2 victory over the Reds. Uh, I talked about this one last night on my show, The Look Ahead, and it was just a – I thought there was going to be more runs scored, if if I'm being honest. I just thought that Mike Miner was really in a bad spot here, and he's been in a bad spot Ever since coming off the IL, Mike Miner gives up four runs on five hits in six and a third here against the Pirates. And Rosne Contreras has been quietly uh, one of the more solid pitchers for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He goes and goes six innings, allows just one run on four hits. So that's where we are right now with the Pirates having a 4-2 win Over the Cincinnati Reds. Congratulations to them on picking up that W. Still 10 more games to go in Major League Baseball. Uh, You got the uh, most of them, they're all going to be starting at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Angels, Orioles with uh, Jordan Lyles on the hill for Baltimore against Chase Silseth uh, for the Angels. Marlins take on the Mets on Keith Hernandez Day at City Field. So they will be uh, honoring uh, the great legendary first baseman and current broadcaster for the Mets uh, there at City Field. Uh, Trevor Williams gets to start against Daniel Castano, who's actually been pretty good since uh, getting the nod there for the Marlins. Yankees take on the Red Sox. Garrett Cole against uh, Josh Winkowski. And Garrett Cole and the Yankees, not as heavily favored as you might think. And... You're wondering, well, why is that? Well, there is a very important piece of the Yankees lineup that is not going to be in action tonight. And that is the current favorite for the American League Most Valuable Player Award, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is not in the lineup tonight for the Yankees. Uh, lineup is LeMay, Hugh, Torres, Carpenter, Stanton, Donaldson, Hicks, Trevino, Kyner, Falefa, and Gallo. According to Aaron Boone, the uh, uh, Judge is just dealing with, I think it's just a little discomfort as oh, I get the latest report here on, uh, let's see, um, he's got some, let's see, I wanted to get you the exact report that I saw. But anyway, it's not expected to keep him out of the lineup long. It's just a lower body injury. And uh, we'll get the latest on Judge, according to Aaron Boone, the Yankee manager. But that is important. You have no um, Aaron Judge in the lineup tonight. Aaron Boone called it soreness, which is always a good thing. You want to hear soreness, right? Lower body soreness. And Boone said he could, quote, probably use him to pinch hit. Quote, he's just been dealing with some kind of lower body soreness thing, just something we're not going to mess with. And I get it. Around this time, players are dealing with this. It's you know getting closer and closer to the all-star break. And guys, uh, you know, everyone's getting banged up. It's a long season, and why push it? The Yankees have such a massive lead in the American League East. I know it's Yankees Red Sox, I know this is a big deal. But it's just one game, and the Yankees are certainly talented enough, especially with their ace and Garrett Cole on the hill, to pick up a win against the Red Sox without Aaron Judge. Uh, Speaking of Aaron Judge, he is still the favorite to win the American League Most Valuable Player Award. Shohei Otani is creeping up, inching closer and closer every single day and with every single Performance. And then there's the guy who I personally put my money on, who I think has an excellent chance to win this award if he continues his trajectory. And that's Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. He is one of the most feared hitters in the game right now. He is putting up tremendous power numbers, and he could be on a trajectory to find himself right there with Aaron Judge amongst the league leaders in home runs this season and the Houston Astros just continue to win and you gotta love what Jordan Alvarez is doing for this team and I just think about this kid and it amazes me Uh, he's got 25 home runs right now he's third behind Judge and Kyle Schwarber Um, he was a Dodger (laughs) <laughs> and, and we think about like how good the Dodgers are and their lineup and how they have an all-star at, at every position. And um oh Alvarez Homered today, so he's got 26 homers now on the year. Perfect timing for Alvarez to uh, to Homer. Uh, um but they could have had Jordan Alvarez on this team. They a couple of years ago they traded with the Astros to get a relief pitcher who I can't even remember now. But they gave the Astros a list of their prospects, and they were like, all right, choose choose which guy you like. And they were like, hmm, all right, we'll take this Alvarez kid. And the rest is history, as Alvarez is doing great with the Houston Astros and the Dodgers. I think they're doing fine as well. They got their World Series win, and they're still the top team in all of Major League Baseball. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The v Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything v has to offer from now until the end of July. So sign up today. You'll get v daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want the full v experience, which features a daily best bets email, Every additional point spread weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcn.com slash summer. Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers. What does this mean for both Carolina and Cleveland? We'll talk about it next. It's my guys in the desert right here on vcn. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their playing Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that?
2: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella, point game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, that day,
1: and his, he's going to us about winning. Remember what know? I told you. I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't it. Ain't it?
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VCN, the sports betting network. VSIN will be broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. Catch the edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll also have special guests, exclusive content, and live updates throughout VSIN shows. For more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter, at VSIN Live on YouTube. Scott Sadenberg back here in for Stormy. It's my guys in the desert. Hey, on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Derek Hall, I believe that ball just hit the wall. Not, I'm not trying to rhyme here. This isn't the Dr. Seuss thing, but I kind of jokingly called a Derek Hall three-run home run, uh, and it looked like he just missed it as we're watching the replay of this Phillies Nationals game. All right, base of the wall, 401 feet away. So, all right, maybe a little bit more launch angle on that, but the Phillies do get a run across. They are down 2-1 to one with runners on 2nd and 3rd. We'll keep you updated on what's going on there as we still have our Phillies bet. And the Royals and the Astros are... I believe that game is completed now. Yep, Presley gets out of the top of the ninth. Astros beat the Royals 5-2, to two, so the Houston Astros do cover the run and a half line as the Phillies have tied the game on a JT Real Muto sacrifice fly. So we got uh, still have the Phillies minus a half a run here in the first five, So, but now it's 2-2, two, two, feel much better. We can hit the reset button and we can calm down. We just need one run to capture this first five. Also, I have a small bet on Phillies over two and a half runs in the first five innings, so a third run here would be very, very good. Very good for all of us. By the way, you can catch all of my baseball picks on the vcin.com daily best bets page from hosts. You can just scroll down to the middle of the homepage on vcin.com into the quick link section. Click on daily best bets from hosts and you'll pull up the document with all of the picks from our hosts, guests, and experts all across vcin every single day. One of the incredible perks of being a subscriber. Let's get to the biggest Football news that we have going on right now. 49ers offensive tackle Trent Williams becomes the first offensive lineman to earn a 99 rating in Madden. That is very important. That's not the top story. It's a fun story, but it's not the top story. The top story, of course, Baker Mayfield being traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers. And, And by the way, if you see anybody out there on the Twitter sphere, as we like to call it, uh, or just anywhere across social media. If anybody is um, talking about the Browns and the Panthers in week one now as like they're either surprised or they're trying to tell you how smart it is to bet the Panthers now, like those aren't the people you should be listening to. Because here on this network, we, we've been talking about this for months. Baker to the, to the Panthers was not a surprise. It was a matter of when, not if. And it was also a matter of the finances, the compensation. Will Baker take a pay cut, which he did? What's going to be in in exchange for him? And we we find out it's a conditional draft pick. And how much were the Browns going to eat? And the Browns did eat a large portion of the salary. So this was not a surprise. Months ago, myself, other experts on this network said Panthers have good value in week one plus the four and a half, it went down plus three and a half, and then now it's at plus one. Because of this idea, combined with the notion that Deshaun Watson will not be playing in week one of the season, which even though we have not gotten a suspension announcement yet, I firmly believe that to be the case. We will not see Deshaun Watson at least in week one. I don't think we see him for eight games, but we're not going to see him in week one. So the whole Baker revenge angle, this is nothing new. We knew this was coming. And yes, I'm going to be looking forward to watching it. I got the Panthers plus three and a half already. I had it months ago, you know. Got it right down here when it, when it opened up. So anybody that's surprised, like, man, what a Hollywood saga. It's going to be Panthers and Browns in week one. Yeah, the schedule came out a long time ago. We knew about this. But what does it mean for the Carolina Panthers? I think it means everything. With all due respect to Sam Donald, and, and full disclosure, I'm a Jets fan, so I got love for Sam Donald. I was very hopeful that he was going to have a tremendous career and it didn't work out in New York. And when he first got traded to Carolina, guess what? It did work out. We There's a lot of times, especially in sports betting, I mean, you have people have selective memories. But let's go back last season. The start of the year, the Panthers were 3 and 0 to start the season. Sam Darnold threw for 279 yards in week 1, 305 yards in week 2, 304 yards in week 3, even 301 yards in week 4. And in these games, Darnold had like four rushing touchdowns in the first two games, first three games. So this was a team that people thought had a chance to make the playoffs early on because what, what do we do? What do we do every season? Every season after week two, we all come out, and I mean, we meet people in the media, every, fan, football fans, you see it all across social media, right? That It's it's one of my favorite things. I make fun of it, but like I do it also. We all throw out the stats teams that go 0 and 2 make the playoffs x amount of times teams that go 2 and 0 make the playoffs x amount of times right it's 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 the automatic conversation after week 2 of the NFL is giving out those 2 and 0 0 and 2 stats and maybe it has to change with the you know 17th game to the schedule so maybe we have to now do it in week 3 of the season but The bottom line is, it's one of the more fun conversations. And what I'm trying to get at is that last year, when the Panthers started 3-0, there was a legit expectation that this could be a playoff team. But then Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. And it derails everything. And obviously, they had a step up in competition. The first three games were against the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. They lose to Dallas, and then it's... And how many people... I mean, I'll raise my hand. How many people took the Panthers with the points in that game at Dallas? I know I did. I lost it. Uh, 36-28 final. Well, then they lose to the the, the uh, Eagles. Then they lose in overtime to the Vikings. Then they lose to the Giants. And you're like, all right, this season is just done. Then they beat the Falcons. They're still 4-4. Four and four. And then... Darnold is just terrible. They decide to go. P.J. Walker starts. They bring back Cam Newton. Remember the Cam Newton um, savior game, right, where he gets two goal line plays and he rushes for a touchdown, passes for a touchdown. They beat the, uh, the the Arizona Cardinals, and everyone's like, wow, Cam Newton. And then Cam Newton stinks, and then they go back to Sam Darnold, and he stinks again, and they end the season 5-12. and 12. That was the Carolina Panthers season last year. I bring all of this up because when they got good quarterback play, they were a winning football team. And I know you can say that about any team in the NFL, right? The quarterback play makes all the difference in the world. But they were 3-0 when Darnold was throwing for 300 yards a game and rushing for a couple of touchdowns. They were a team that could have been expected to exceed their win total if they got consistent, good quarterback play. And so when I put Baker Mayfield, who some people view as not a big upgrade from Sam Darnold, I think it is an upgrade from Sam Darnold. And I see no reason why this team cannot win seven games this year. Remember, Baker was hurt last year. He was not healthy. He dealt with that shoulder issue all season long. But this was a guy, when healthy, people thought this Browns team was a Super Bowl team. And so, you take now a healthy Baker Mayfield, a motivated Baker Mayfield, because, let's be honest, he had to eat a slice of humble pie here. Taking a pay cut, Understanding there was no market out there for him. And and he now he's out to prove something. He's a man on a mission. And so you get a motivated Baker, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, a revamped offensive line after drafting Ikea Kwonyu. I know they're only favored in like two or three games this season but I think they can win seven and go over this win total. The fact that the win total didn't even move a tick really uh, was surprising to me. I think it should have gone up to seven. But six and a half, I think this. I think they can win seven games. I think they're a seven and 10 football team. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott @scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Update you on what's going on in Philadelphia. Preview the games coming up for later on tonight in Major League Baseball. This is My Guys in the Desert. Scott Sadenberg in for Stormy here on v the sports betting network. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sattenberg in for Stormy. It's my guys in the desert here on v the Sports Betting Network. If you want to catch more of this mug, well, I'll be back tomorrow. But I usually host a look-ahead uh, Sunday nights through Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, so 1 a.m. Eastern time, airs at night. You can catch me always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Might not be as pleasing to look at as Stormy, but I bet you I wear more makeup. Uh, well let's talk about the major League baseball schedule, what's going on right now. Uh, we have the Phillies taking a three-2 lead over the Nationals in the uh, where are they top of the fourth inning and now they're going to the bottom of the fourth inning Phillies lead three to two as 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 expected. Johanna Doan walks a couple of guys and gives up some big hits. We had a double by Derek Hall. That hit the bottom of the wall in dead center field. If he pulls it to the left, pushes it to the right, maybe it's a home run. And then Didi Gregorius with a triple off the top of the wall in uh, top of the wall, excuse me, in deep right field that uh, was almost a two-run home run, but it was good enough to give the Phillies a lead. So uh, Phil scored three runs in the bottom of the third inning. They head to the bottom of the fourth, up three to two. We talked about the Yankees game coming up against the Red Sox. The rivalry renewed. No Aaron Judge in the lineup for the Yankees, but they are still heavy favorites right now. Minus 165 with Garrett Cole on the hill against Josh Winkowski. Uh, we talked about Marlins and the Mets, Angels, Orioles. Let's move on. Pirates-Reds game two of a double header. Uh, it's going to be Brees Wilson against Jeff Hoffman for the Reds. And, and, no, I don't see a line on this game just yet. I guess we're still waiting on confirmation of the starting pitchers and lineups as well. But I will tell you this I loved earlier this season and really in seasons in the past looking at game two of doubleheaders and how teams fare in the second game of a doubleheader because. From, from from my experience, it leads to unders. Why? Because you have, it, Major League Baseball players are creatures of habit, right? Everything's about routine. And when, you're, when you have a doubleheader, your routine is completely thrown off. Okay, you're getting to the ballpark earlier for the day game. You're going through the grind of a nine inning game. Remember, no more seven inning doubleheaders. We're back to full nine inning doubleheaders. So you go through the grind of a full game. Then you got a short break, maybe a shower, maybe you know you get changed. you have your little in-between game meal, but then you got to get yourself back revved up again to start another game. And it's it's difficult for these players. It's taxing on their bodies. A lot of the times you'll get guys that get either a half day off in DH or they get a, a full day off, or, you know, day off, I meaning the game off, and they don't play the second game. You might get backup catchers that played the second game, so they're not as familiar with the pitching staff. They're usually not as good offensively as the starting catchers, so a lot of things go into play that, to me, lead to a lot of unders in the second games of doubleheaders. This year, though, I will say, contradictory to that, the uh, Reds have played one doubleheader this year, and they hit the over in the second game. The Pirates have played three doubleheaders this year, and they have hit the over in the second game all three times. (laughs) So maybe this second game goes over. But another play I like to utilize when it comes to a doubleheader is taking maybe an under the next day, especially if it's a day game. Uh, Pirates and Pirates, oof. The Pirates are traveling to Milwaukee for... Their game against the Brewers tomorrow night. JT Brewbreaker on the hill. That's probably a fade spot for Pittsburgh. Coming off of the doubleheader and the travel. And yeah, it's probably a fade spot. But I uh, could look into that a little further. As for the Reds, they are home to the Rays. so uh, And they're going against Shane McClanahan. So you might as well fade the Rays anyway. Uh, coming up here on Friday. But let's take a look at the rest of the games. Cardinals take on the Braves, and I'm a little worried about the Cardinals. I didn't think I'd say this, but I am a little worried about the Cardinals. They are fighting with the Brewers for the National League Central. There's no other team that's coming out of the National League Central. And there was a time where I felt the Cardinals actually were a better team than the Milwaukee Brewers, and that the Cardinals were the play to win the Central. They're three games back right now. The Brewers have lost two straight, but the Cardinals have lost four straight. The Cardinals are three and seven in their last 10 games, and they are on the verge of getting swept in a four game series by the Braves. I don't think that they win this game today. Atlanta's a heavy favorite, they're minus 250. And with good reason, Spencer Strider is on the hill for them. And he's been tremendous this year. He goes, uh, he opposes Matt Liberatore, who has had his issues. I thought that if the Cardinals were going to win any game this series, it was going to be yesterday's game with Miles Michaelis on the hill. That wasn't the case. And Michaelis pitched well. But it was a 3-0 game. Atlanta gets the win. They powered themselves with a couple of home runs. And this lineup is too good Spencer Strider is too good, and I fear for the Cardinals. I think they are staring in the face here of a five-game losing streak and being swept in four games by the Atlanta Braves. Speaking of sweeps, how about the Tigers coming off of a four-game sweep against the Guardians? Yes, break up the Tigers. They are hot right now. They head to Chicago to take on the White Sox. Bo Breeski gets the start against Dylan Cease. And while I admire the winning streak for the Tigers and beating up on the Guardians is very impressive. Remember, two weeks ago, the Guardians were playing the best baseball of anybody, right? Or they? they won, they had a long winning streak, they overtook first place from the Twins, and that has since gone bye bye. Dylan Sees has the edge here in this game. In fact, the line is too juicy at minus 245, but let's look right now at the first five-inning line on the run line. That's what I want to look at, and I'll explain why in just a moment. But let's get these odds here. So in the first five innings today, for the White Sox and the uh, Tigers, the White Sox obviously heavily favored on the money line, but we don't care about the money line. We care about the run line, which is still heavily favored at minus 160. That means the White Sox are minus a half a run, minus 160. So they got to have a lead after five innings. A couple of reasons why I like this, and I would consider laying the minus 160. Dylan Cease has looked great. Dylan Cease has not allowed more than one run in the first five innings of any game in the last one, two, three, four starts. Five starts ago against the Dodgers, he gave up, I guess he got credited for giving up six runs in the top of the fifth inning. A couple of things there that um, I don't uh, like, I guess, when it comes to this, and, and this is why I tell people all the time, you know, context matters. You have to kind of take a look at these things. Um, you know, there was... I guess five, there was, this was Wayne, was this when they walked Trey Turner? Is that what it was? Or, yeah, I think that was the intentional. Anyway, um, he gives up two, everything was with two outs, man. With two outs, Dylan see's had a chance to get out of the inning with no run scored. And then a fielding error by third baseman Jake Berger opens the floodgates. To me, you look at that and you're like, man, He gave up six runs. None of them were earned. None of them were earned. Dylan Cease has not given up more than one earned run in the first five innings in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts. And then you throw in the fact that the Tigers are the lowest scoring team on average in the first five innings. They average less than two runs per first five innings. The play is simple here. Chicago White Sox minus a half a run in the first five innings, heavily juiced at minus 160, and that's my threshold. I don't usually go above Minus 150. The most I'll lay is minus 160, but I'm comfortable doing it here with the White Sox in the first five innings. NBA Summer League action. We're still waiting on a Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving trade. So much going on. We'll get to it all coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScotsOnAir. I'm in for Stormy. It's My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: This segment of My Guys in the Desert is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They are available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen. America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to Zin.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you in for Stormy on My Guys in the Desert here on v the Sports Betting Network, updating on our wager that we have in progress right now. Uh, The Phillies uh, have a 4-2 lead going to the um, top of the fifth inning. So we are three outs away from getting this thing done. Um, Could have had more runs. Reese Hoskins got robbed by a nice I don't want to say it wasn't diving. It was a running catch by Juan Soto in right field. It would have been a run-scoring single, maybe even a double. Who knows? Uh, The exit velo, 91.5 miles per hour with an expected batting average of 550. So more times than not, that ball is expected to be a hit rather than an out. In fact, the first four batters of the inning for the Phillies had exit velos of 106.6, 97.2, 94 and 91.5 ladies and gentlemen yohan adon uh we'll see if uh the phillies can get these three out so we can come home with a play of the day winner uh, we'll go through uh some of the other things coming up tonight in major league baseball um just a couple of games left to touch upon uh I did say i love the white Sox first five laying a half a run against the tigers Rockies, diamondbacks you know, you got Dallas Keuchel on the hill for for Arizona. Maybe look towards an over. Um, Arizona's offense has actually been pretty good lately, and I think the Rockies are going to have a field day against Dallas Keuchel. Number's been pushed up to 9.5, though. I wish this thing was at like 8.5, uh, but 9.5 still could be a play here. Maybe like a first five over could be interesting as well. Giants take on the Padres. Logan Webb goes against Joe Musgrove, and the Giants... Just snapped a six-game losing streak. They beat the Diamondbacks 7-5 yesterday, so they feel a little bit better about themselves. This is still a team in a bad way. They have lost 12 of their last 16 games and now face one of the top pitchers in the National League in Joe Musgrove. Logan Webb, though, does have good numbers. Uh, To me, I, I don't have a feel for this game. I would stay away from it, but... I just can't back the Giants right now in any way, even though they snapped out of the losing streak. The team is making too many errors in the field. They just went through a stretch where they had seven errors in five games. And it's just bad baseball, and Gabe Kapler's got to figure something out. Dodgers take on the Cubs. Tony Gonsolin against Mark Leiter Jr. Gonsolin, 10-0 this year with a 1-5-4 ERA. Uh, juicy, minus 267. Maybe looking at a first five minus a half a run for the Dodgers. And the Cubs. And then the Mariners will uh, have Marco Gonzalez on the hill tonight against the Blue Jays. And I haven't seen a starting pitcher announced for Toronto just yet. That's never a good sign. Total of eight in that game. Or eight and a half, actually. I think it's been pushed up. So maybe um, take a look at the over in that game. Let's talk a little basketball here. Still waiting on any trade news with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. If you asked me right now where I think both players play, I think Kyrie Irving is on the Lakers. Uh, And I know that they're the favorite to land him. You you can't don't place a bet on that. It's like minus 250 or now it's minus 200 now. But I do think the Lakers make a move for Kyrie Irving. I think a reunion with LeBron James makes sense. Uh, And I think just a swap of Westbrook and Irving is just the best for both parties. The Lakers do not want Russell Westbrook on that team. Nobody wants Russell Westbrook on that team. But I think if you just you know, were able to make this clean swap for the Nets, you know what? You get one season of Durant and Westbrook together again, see if they vibe together, and it's a nice expiring contract. You get them off the books. Maybe you trade them at midseason because another team is out there looking for an expiring contract. I don't know how these things work, but – I think it just makes the most sense, kind of addition by subtraction for both of these teams. And then you're asking me about Kevin Durant, and I think Kevin Durant stays on the Brooklyn Nets because there's no offer out there that's good enough for Kevin Durant. If there was one team, one team that I think Kevin Durant could go to, and in my opinion, should go to, it's the team he came from, and that's the Golden State Warriors currently 14-1 to now to be the next team that he plays for. But if the Warriors put together a package of Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and James Wiseman, I think the Brooklyn Nets do it. And the salaries match up. And I think Kevin Durant going back to Golden State, kind of, you know, I don't want to say uh rewrites his his legacy or, or, or you know corrects it or, or anything i just think that the fan base would accept him they love him and i think that well he, of course they love him he was back to back finals mvp i think that for duran it's kind of like owning up to you know all right you know what i left uh brooklyn was a mis- not a mistake it just it didn't work out but this is my best chance, this is where I played my best basketball and we have a chance to, you know, continue to carry on this dynasty. And for everything that the Warriors are doing, they still have the youth, even if they do trade him. You still have Kaminga, you still have Moses Moody, uh, Baldwin, who they got now. And I just think that it makes a lot of sense. I can see that trade working out. I really can. Warriors and the Nets. But Right now, you're asking me, make a pick? He stays on the Brooklyn Nets because no one's going to make an offer that's good enough. NBA Summer League is going on right now. We got our very own Jonathan Von Tobel uh, broadcasting live, The Edge with Matt Humans as well from Thomas and Mac. They're they're watching the Summer League games that got kicked off here in, in Vegas. And, you know, we watched over the past couple of nights Summer League games in Salt Lake City where after the first game, of his professional career, Chet Holmgren was getting all of the praise. This dude goes out and, what do you have, a a summer league record, six blocks, made a couple of threes, had the 23 points, you know, everyone gushing over Chet Holmgren. And that night, he becomes the favorite to win rookie of the year. Now it has since changed, and I'll explain why it has changed. But he becomes the betting favorite to win rookie of the year after one performance in his first summer league game that, again, and I said it as a joke, but you know, it was like kind of half kidding, uh, like the line from Major League against guys who will be bagging groceries next week. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I was making a joke and quoting a movie line. Remember Willie Mays Hayes hits the home run, and guys like, wow, you know, Willie had some power this offseason. See that home run? And, you know. Coach Lou Brown goes off. A guy will be begging groceries anyway. Chet Holmgren in his second summer league game, and all these videos went viral on Twitter. Gets completely bullied in the paint by Kenny Lofton Jr., and I mean bullied—shoulder into the chest, backed him into the to the to the paint, and was getting easy layups. And this was my concern about Chet Holmgren going into the NBA draft. Why, if I was Oklahoma City, I would not have drafted Chet Holmgren. Because he is not NBA ready with his size. And he could get there, I know. He's a big kid, he's a young kid, you put him in a weight room, you have now the nutritionist working with him, he's going to bulk up. But his size concerns me. Kenny Lofton Jr. is 280 pounds. I get it. He's a big boy. But let's talk about the men that Chet Holmgren will have to go up against in the NBA. Jokic, Embiid, and I know Embiid's in the East, but I'm just giving examples. Jokic, Embiid, Karl-Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, even in the Western Conference, Valanciunas, DeAndre Ayton, all of these guys over 250 pounds. Chet Holmgren doesn't even weigh 200, soaking wet. That's a concern for me. That's a big concern for me. What's not a concern? The Philadelphia Phillies covering the first five-inning line as we got ourselves a winner on the play of the day for two Phillies. Thank you, Johan Adone. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N, a-I-R hit us all up on the network at vsin live. Stay tuned. We got lots more here coming on the network, including primetime action, rush hour, and more. This is My Guys in the Desert here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network.
1: Offer valid of on select AK systems. through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can
0: get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.